0: This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good morning, everybody. It is September 11, 2023. It is almost 10.30 a.m. and I am already into my third podcast with more to go after this this is the breakdown of the attitude era show today i will be looking at season 6 episode 20 may 18th 1998 and this show took place from Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. You know, guys, I just want to say, and you've heard me say this before, bro, put the creative aside. Put the creative aside. Creative is subjective. I might like something. You may hate it. I may hate it. You may like it. Creative is 100% subjective. But as I'm sitting there last night watching this show, I can tell you, bro, I've said this a million times. It's all about the formatting and the structure. That is what it's all about. And back then, man, I was forced to format and structure because Monday Nitro was going head to head with us. I did not want anybody to turn off this show. And tune over to Nitro. Why? Because if they did, they may never come back. So that's why the the, the show was so carefully crafted and laid out and formatted, going in and out of commercials, cliffhangers, continuity, you name it. And that is what just does not exist today. There was no cliffhanger for Raw last week going up against the first game of Monday Night Football tonight. No cliffhanger whatsoever. And they should be formatting the show the same way tonight against Monday Night Football. I'm going to write this show in such a way that they will not be able to leave it to go check out the football game. There's no excuse why it's not formatted this way unless you don't know how to format it that way. If you don't know how to format it, that's one thing. You should probably should not have the job. But if you do know how to format a television show and you're not formatting it, I will never understand that. I simply will never understand that. The proper formatting of this show is freaking everything. And I'm going to show you that as we go through this show, man. As I said, man, this is a rabid crowd. And I've got here in my notes a rabid crowd of normal people. As we scan the crowd, there are people of all ages, races, colors, and creed, normal looking people. And they are holding up a sea of signage. This was a rabid Nashville crowd. We get Vince. Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson coming down to the ring. No music, no fanfare. Vince announces that Mr. Austin suffered a mild concussion at my hands last week due to a devastating clothesline. And if Austin tries to retaliate tonight, he will sustain an even more severe injury at our hands tonight so vince has taken the liberty um for his own protection to bar austin from the arena tonight so he is going to protect austin from himself and he is also going to protect himself from austin And Austin is barred from the arena tonight, bro. There you have your opening act. And this opening promo is going to set the tone for the entire night. Because then we go to a videotape. And we see Austin attempting to enter the building. And he is shut down by a security guard. At that point, Vince introduces somebody who does get it. Somebody who is worthy of the WWE championship dude love. Mick Foley comes out and Mick Foley declares, every week, dude becomes stronger. My appearance becomes younger and I become more educated every day. And Mick had an Fantastic line here. That was not my line. This was Vince. uh, This was uh, Mick's line. He's talking about the upcoming pay-per-view where he is going to face Austin and Vince is going to be the guest referee. And uh, Mick talks about your hand, strong but sensitive, that hits the mat one Two, three. Now, again, bro, when I talk about continuity, we never forget what happens last week because whatever happened last week is going to open up creative envelopes for this week. That's why you plant these things week to week to week to week, to week so you can go down that avenue. And what did we see last week, bro? We saw Dustin Runnels put his gold dust outfit in a fiery pit and blame all his problems on Vince McMahon. So what does Vince do, bro? Vince saw that last week, bro. Continuity. And Vince calls out, Dustin, And Vince says, when are you going to look in the mirror and control your own life? You blame everything on me. I gave you opportunity. And I'm going to give you one last opportunity tonight. And he basically tells Dustin, if you beat Dude Love, you will become the number one contender for Austin's title. But if you lose, then you're going to work for me with no pay for 30 days. Uh, Dustin accepts the challenge and says, but why wait? Let's get on it right now. Starts getting on dude. But then Patterson, Briscoe, and Vince get some heat on Dustin Runnels. And uh, Vince is gloating, gloating. So, guys, this is where I talk about a beginning, a middle, and an end. We're setting up the entire show here. So we know, man, we are going to see a number one contenders match between Dustin Runnels and uh, Dude Love. Here's what I'm talking about, bro, cliffhangers. Going into a commercial, keeping the audience there, or at least knowing they're going to come back after the commercial. Why? Because now Jerry Lawler shows up at the building and he has somebody under a blanket. Here's where continuity comes in again, bro. The same security guard that wouldn't let Austin in the building comes over. Because he thinks Lawless trying to sneak Austin in the building. And of course, Austin says he's not. He lets the uh, security guard look under the blanket and it's not Austin. So, but who is it? That's the cliffhanger. We come back and we show once again Lola, you know, with the guy under the blanket. Who is under the blanket? You see, bro, these are simple tricks, man. You don't got to be freaking Einstein, bro. These are simple tricks. From there, bro, we've got the uh, uh, debut of Val Venus. Bro, I remember being in the building that night. And the pop was huge for Val. Why was it huge, bro? Because we wet the whistle with weeks and weeks and weeks of vignettes. But this is a Val's first match. He does not take the mic uh, prior to the match, which would later become his signature. He's got a match against Flash Funk and Val goes over with the money shot. No promo at the beginning or the end of his match. So that really hasn't become a part of his entrance yet. I did feel basically, bro, that Val for his debut match gave uh, Flash Funk way too much, way too much. This this match was uh, probably a little bit more competitive than it should have been but uh that is just my opinion. From there, Austin returns. He told the uh security guard, "I'm going to let you think about it, bro, and I'm going to come back and we're going to do this the hard way, the easy way." Um and Austin proceeds to lay out the security guard physically And enter the building. And guess what comes after that, bro? A commercial break. Do you see how easy, bro? Austin has now gotten by security. He is walking into the arena. We go to a commercial. You see how easy this is, bro? I mean, I went to school for television writing. I had to write scripts, movies, uh, TV shows. I understood formatting. But you don't have to understand formatting to know I got to keep that audience engaged. I can't lose one single viewer. We come back. Break the music. Austin's on his way to the ring. He calls out Vince and his Stooges. And he says, I want to beat all your asses tonight. And he starts cutting a promo on everybody. He says, uh, look at the quality of this tweed jacket. Patterson and Briscoe cut promos on Austin. And, bro, here's the greatest part for me. Austin is loving this. Uh, He is having a blast Patterson and Briscoe are having a blast. They are cutting promos, and Austin is laughing as a shoot. Everybody's having a good time here, bro. Nobody's fighting each other in the back. There's no fights in the back. Everybody's having a great time. Uh I think Vince McMahon is the one that said, look at the quality of this tweed jacket. That's why he can't wrestle tonight, Vince. Uh Or he can't wrestle now. He can't wrestle now. Look at the quality of my tweed jacket. That's brilliant. But Vince does tell them, tonight we will have a street fight. And it w- won't be three on one because that wouldn't be fair. So it's going to be two of us against you, Austin. So we already know we got, bro, we're barely into this show. We saw the debut of Val Venus. Jerry Law has got somebody under a blanket. Dustin Runnels is going to compete against Mick Foley for the number one contender, Dude Love, and there's going to be a street fight. Two out of the three, Vince Patterson, Briscoe are going to have a match against Stone Cold Steve Austin. From there, we go to another Edge vignette. Followed by Lola and the guy under the blanket is now getting makeup. Makeup. Cliffhanger. We go to commercial. We still don't know who's under the blanket. I got to tell you, though, bro. I saw the Zubas under the blanket. The Zubas, And I knew... Who was under the blanket. From there man. We come back. Sable comes out to a huge pop. And she calls out Mark Merrow. And Sable wants to have an amicable split. You go your way. I go my way. Let's make this real simple. But Merrow reminds Sable. I own you. You are my property. You need to get in that corner right now or I will fire your ass. The late, great Terry Funk comes out. Uh, Terry has a match with Merrow. Bro, you could, you could see the respect between the two here because both men are selling their asses off for each other. There is a ref bump in the match. Uh, ref is down. Mero low blows. Funk. Um, then Sable gets up on the ring apron. Uh, Mero goes to get Sable down. Funk gets up. DDTs Mero from behind. Funk goes over one, two, three. Made all the sense in the world, bro, to give Funk the win. Sable was the distraction causing Merrow to lose. So that story continues. More continuity, bro. More continuity. The security guard who was laid out by Austin now has called the Nashville police. And they are on the scene looking for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bro, do you see the way this is crafted? I, I, I don't I don't I don't call formatting something and laying out something properly. I don't call that creative. Uh that that is the nuts and bolts of writing a show, bro. The nuts and bolts. We come back from the break. The police are looking for Austin. And what happens? They come across with Jerry Lawler and the guy under the blanket. And Lawler says, that is not Austin. But the officers have to find out for themselves. From there, we go to LOD with no Sonny against DOA. Bro, this match was a very sloppy match. Very sloppy match. It it broke down. Um, this was this was a bad match, bro. Sometimes bad matches just happen. I don't know why Sonny was, was not there. But the Harris Brothers do the switcheroo again. And they go over and they challenge. Uh DOA to a six-man tag next week, and uh, we'll worry about who our partner is. So there's going to be a six-man tag next week. Road Warriors are going to have a mystery partner. We go back to Lola and the Blanket, and then we go to earlier today at a Nashville hospital. Oh, my God, bro. We 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 shot vignettes during the day. Holy crap, are you kidding me? And I, I'm g- going to give credit where credit's always due. Bruce shot these vignettes. I could not leave uh, the arena. So I asked Bruce to do these for me. We have Paul Bearer and Kane getting a DNA drug test at a legit medical facility. We come back. Uh, we see Lola and the guy with the blanket again. Jerry Lawler es- escorts the person under the blanket to ringside. This is continuity, bro. This guy is there to protect Lawler. Why? Because Lola got attacked by The Undertaker last week. Continuity. You create one situation, you pay it off with something else. Here's the payoff. The guy under the blanket is crazy Al Snow who has been trying to see Vince McMahon nonstop. He's barred from the building, so Lola had to sneak him in under a blanket. But even Al's getting out of control as he's demanding to see Vince. So Lola sits Al in the very first row. From there, bro, we have our match. With Dude Love and Dustin Runnels, Dustin is wearing a shirt that says F-U. However, F-U, as the back of his shirt tells us, means forever unchained. Of course, Patterson and Briscoe come out and Dude Love goes over. So his title shot is still intact. Um they were, at one point during this match I had a pop cuz they were talking about dude love having heat or something. I think dude love and J- JR says dude love may even have more heat than Jerry Jarrett. Then Jerry Jarrett as you know Jerry and Lola worked Memphis together for many 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 years. So um that was a JR inside joke. Um okay. Yes, Austin, um they have a good match. Oh, Austin, I'm sorry, man. I, my, my notes, this was late last night. Austin's watching the match on the monitor between um Dude Love and Dustin Runnels. Um Mick goes over with the mandible. Oh. After that, bro, the cops show up to arrest Stone Cold Steve Austin. We go to commercial break. Surprise, surprise, surprise. We come back, man. They got Austin in a cop car, and Vince is antagonizing Austin through the glass. We then go to a fan a, a match that I was not a fan of: the Headbangers against Kai and Ty. We see Alcino sitting in the first row. Uh, JBL and, and Taka Michinoko, um hit the ring. This was very, 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 very predictable. Was not a fan with this. I'm sure there was a deal with the WWE and New Japan or One Japan organization. So I was told, Vince, these guys got to be on the show. So we put them on the show. It usually wasn't a long-term deal, bro, so you really didn't want to create character, characters for these guys. You knew they were only here on borrowed time. From there, bro, we go back to Austin in the cop car, and then we will find out the results of the blood test between Paul Bearer and Kane. We come back from commercial break, bro. We got DX and we got Triple H cutting a promo. And he says, I bet you didn't know I was a hell of a drummer. And then Triple H says, I can bang a skin with the best of them. And he says, ladies, you could take a swing in the back. I'll let you twirl my stick. And while I'll I'll let you twirl my stick while I beat on the tom tom, bro. Some little sexual innuendo. Say, oh God, I bro, I get. I bet you we could not use those in PG. God forbid, bro. We use those in PG, bro. I I, I got a note here, bro. That everybody's having such a good time. That that that's the one vibe <laughs> that's really coming across on this show. All these performers, bro. All the people, all the fans that are there. Everybody is having a good time. We're all having a good time. From there, bro. Rock and Owen come out for their match against the New Age Outlaws. Uh, uh, Farouk Ron Simmons comes out. Pile drives the Rock, and the um, the uh, Outlaws go over because of that. We're keeping. Stories going, bro. Keeping stories going. Al Snow is just, is still insisting. Uh, he wants to see Vince. We're going to have the results of the DNA test next. next. Austin is still in the car. And then we f- we find out that if Austin apologizes to the security guard... I take it the security guard does not want to press any charges. He's probably a fan of Austin. So he doesn't want to press any charges. So basically, if he apologizes to the security officer, then they will take the handcuffs off being the security officer does not want to file charges. We then go to an in-ring. Kevin Kelly has the doctor in the ring. His name is Chuck Woolsey. I, I'm wondering if they got that from Chuck Woolery. Remember Chuck Woolery, bro? What game was he on? the? Um, not the dating game, but the game. Love Connection. Love Connection, bro. Chuck Woolery. And we do find out without a shadow of a doubt Paul Bearer is indeed the biological father of Cain. With that, Kane and Paul Bearer come to the ring, and I popped huge when Paul Bearer says, I'm the fat man that tells the truth. Every time Paul Bearer referred to himself as the fat man, he popped me every single time. He cuts the promo saying, without a shadow of a doubt, Cain is my son, And he says to Taker, your mom was a two-bit whore. Bro, Taker beelines into the ring. No gong, no blackout, no nothing. Beelines into the ring. uh, Winds up uh, chokeslamming Kane. Starts getting on Paul Bearer. While he's on Paul Bearer, Kane attacks Taker. Returns the favor, choke slams, Taker. Both of these choke slams, guys, were very, very, very impressive. Guys, this big. As Paul Bearer and Kane are getting heat on Taker, Vader makes the save. Now, are we going to have that street fight? Will it be next? We show a shot. Of Austin lacing up his boots. So it may very, very well be next. We come back from commercial break, sure enough. Here comes Briscoe. Here comes Patterson. Briscoe's wearing his Briscoe Brothers Pat, uh, Body Shop. Pat pop me huge when he had a t shirt on that said, I see champion Rio de Janeiro. The punchline behind that, guys, is. Patterson never won the Intercontinental title in Rio de Janeiro. They just said that and gave him the title. I don't know if all of you know that, but uh yes, that that was made up. It never happened. Um from there, bro, um <laughs> I don't know if we can get away with this for sure today. But uh JR pop me huge because jr said it is rumored that pat patterson does rear end work at briscoe's body shop now uh to to explain that to you um it is known that pat patterson was a, a homosexual male so <laughs> jr is saying that he does rear end work at uh briscoe's buy shop but keep in mind bro back then nobody really knew about this this came out when uh you know the wwe did the wrestlers all living in the same house under the same roof and patterson came out this is years before this bro what was it called wwe house this is years before this so it's patterson and briscoe against austin and sergeant slaughter is the best, is the guest referee. During the match, we show an Austin fan sitting in the front row right next to Al Snow, and he is wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin mask. This is going to be ironic in a second because he's sitting right next to Al Snow. To start the match, man, right off the bat, Slaughter nails Austin, and the shit is on, bro. Um, Patterson and Briscoe, absolutely great during this match. It's like Austin against the world. He winds up stunning Patterson, stunning Briscoe, stunning Slaughter. Uh, Finally, dude, love comes out gets on Austin, Austin gets the upper hand. Bro, the people are losing it, bro. They're coming out of their shoes. That Austin fan man comes over the rail. And the first thing he does is he tackles Mick Foley. And then when Austin gets back on Foley, the uh, Austin fan grabs a chair and waylays Steve Austin in the back with the chair. The Austin fan slowly removes his mask, and it is Vince McMahon. JR on commentary is going absolutely nuts. There's your cliffhanger, bro. What the hell is going to happen next week? And this show goes off the air red hot, bro. I am telling you, and I've been saying this for years, the WWE bro, the raw would raise its ratings alone by a couple of hundred thousand people. If they just formatted the show correctly. A couple of hundred thousand people, I'm telling you, if they knew how to structure the show. And that's exactly what they should be doing tonight against Monday Night Football. Will they? I highly uh, 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 doubt it. But who knows, bro? Maybe they will surprise us all. That is it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that show. What a fun show to watch. I hope you enjoyed it, man. What's Austin's reaction going to be? I'll see you in a couple weeks.